It was a comeback for the ages until it wasn't. Was that the leafiest thing to happen this season? We'll discuss on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centered podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And if anyone used the GameTime app and got uh, 20 bucks off to grab some lease tickets tonight to go see Toronto and the Blue Jackets, well, you definitely watched something, something. Like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, what did we just watch, Dave? Are, are you impressed by the effort? The Maple Leafs down 5 nothing to start the third period, rally all the way back to force overtime, and then ultimately lose in overtime. Like, are you impressed by that effort or kind of disappointed? Oh, I mean, I... I, I would say I was laughing. Like I was laughing through like the whole third period and overtime. It, like just because it was like a more like a hysterical laugh. Like, of course, of course they come back from five nothing down. Of course they lose the game in overtime. Like it's the as you said, it's the leafiest thing to happen all season. Uh, it's it's incredible, isn't it? And like we called it to a T. Uh, like like yesterday when we were previewing the game, we were like, this is a trap game. This is 100% a trap game, and there's an op- you know, there's there's a possibility that the Maple Leafs could kind of sleepwalk through the first period, and next thing you know, they're trailing, and they're trying to claw back in the game. They'll probably, I, I believe we said, they'll probably win it in the end. Clearly didn't happen. They were this close to winning it. Nylander had a really good opportunity. Matthew shot the puck wide a couple times in OT as well. Um, but yeah, ultimately, they lose 6-5 in overtime to... You know, one of the worst teams in the NHL, and again, it's a, it's, it's, it's one of those games or one of those things where it's the Maple Leafs, and and they just consistently, you know, play down to their opponent, and they consistently lose to teams who are under five hundred. Like, the, it, it's so weird though because if you look at it, like they they did somewhat dominate this game. It's just, man, did they ever get sold out by Ilya Samsonov in net? Yeah, it, it, like you look at the goals that were scored and like how they were scored and when they were scored. Yeah, the first period hung them out to dry. Turnovers, give grade A chances. Okay. Second so, period, yeah. Second period, it's like. Dude, that I, third goal, that damn fourth goal from behind the net, just kind of chopped at it. Like that's gotta be like that's an unlucky one. I'll say that, but like that's he wasn't in position. Samson was not in position, or that doesn't go in the back of the net, right? I said, so how does that go in? Like how? Like he? I don't even think Danforth was trying to score. He wasn't. He was just trying to. He's probably trying to center it. 
Like just a little like, backhand chop, yeah, send yeah. it out in front of the net. Hopefully he's got a trailing man or someone out there who could bang at it. But instead, you know, he chops at it and it goes off of the goalie and into the back of the net. Like it's, it was, yeah, it was brutal. And even some of the other goals, you're just like, he's hanging back in his net, leaving the short side open. It's like a little more, I wouldn't say aggressiveness, but assertiveness. Yeah, give a little Marty Jones poke check on that Chinnikov move, no? Like, you know, Chinnikov takes a power move, gets past Lagesson, takes it into the net, and, and you know, he just kind of turtles, gets back into his net, and I don't know, he thought maybe he was going to try and take it across cross ice, but Chinnikov goes short side and beats him again, glove side, or uh, blocker side. That's been a problem with this guy all season long, I might add. Um, but, yeah, to your point, like, be a little aggressive. You know, go out there, maybe toss a poke check instead of getting deep into your crease and allowing guys to flip pucks up over you. It says something when the guy who scores the goal has to almost think about how he scored the goal. Like you look mm-hmm. at Chenikov's reaction after he scored, and he's like, Okay, I guess I scored. Sure. I'll take it. That's a goal in the National Hockey League. I will take it. Yeah. Like it. it the the way it's just the body language speaks the, speaks volumes when he's in net and it's been a, a large reason why a lot of a lot of Leaf fans are not comfortable with this guy starting games because you don't know if he's there mentally. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a fair question at this point where it's you know like I I would be comfortable to say that that's it's got to be his worst performance in a Maple Leaf uniform like that that. I think it has to be. That was just, you know, brutal. Three or four brutal goals tonight. Um, I would say yes, only because in other games he has been pulled before we can see it get to. Well, that's that's what I was going to get to. Like, that was going to be my my follow-up question to you. Like, are you surprised that he was given this type of leash? Like, five nothing after 40 minutes and he comes, trots out in the third period. That's a little surprising. I mean, it, it is surprising, but at the same time, I understand why they did. Why? It. Explain it to me. Part of the I don't get it is you know what? Like, you, you, you go. I wouldn't say go down with the rest of the ship, but we've seen coaches be like, you know what? Whole team's not playing well. Whole team's got to get. Th- if I mean, if they are going to get themselves out of it, whole team's got to do it. Samsung's got to learn to rebound here once in a while, right? Yeah. In these situations, you can't just pull him at the first sign that he's struggling every single time that would have been the third time he would have been pulled yeah those tampa games those tampa games and then this one here yeah like you can't just constantly keep and and look and and part of the reason is too is i was just like as bad as he's bit he was in this game he wasn't he was the worst player on the ice but he wasn't the only bad player on the ice like yeah they you know, a lot of those go- the two goals and the the two goals that he allowed early in the set in the second period, the first two goals, like where was the defending on this? Like guys are just like, yeah, just free lane to the net. Yeah, you can go and get the puck. And like Connor Timmins, I don't know what he was doing with like on that one. Even- I don't know. Uh, yeah, even like you know, the first couple goals too. Like, yeah, okay, they were off giveaways, so it's it's you know broken plays and such. Like, Domi gives the puck away behind the net, out front, line a quick shots in the back of the net. 
Morgan Riley just tries a little rimmer around the boards and it gets cut off. And all of a sudden it's on goal, goes off a stick and it's in the back of the net. Um, like it's just, you know, again, turnovers do kill you. And, 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 you know, the Maple Leafs, this is always, whenever we, whenever we're talking about a loss, it's usually self-inflicted wounds. And that's what you saw tonight. Like Columbus, they won the game, but can you honestly sit here and say, Columbus was the better team tonight. No. Were they the better team in the first, like, 10 minutes of the game? 50? Sure they were. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But in terms of the full 60 minutes, like, Toronto was the better team. They just weren't able to score. Merzlikens had a pretty good game until the third period. And then, which, again, we also called probably what happened. Um, And then, you know, they got tough, you know, bad goaltending themselves, which put them in a hole. Uh, pretty deep, but a, a lot of that is due to poor defending in front of him, a couple bad bounces, and then some giveaways. Like there's, you can make excuses if you want, but one excuse that I don't think you can make is is the overtime winner. If you're Samsonov, like that's not that's a good, that was a great shot, like great shot. But it's like, dude, they like the team just mounted this big comeback that they had to because you couldn't stop a beach ball. And then all of a sudden in overtime, you know, you you can't make that one save for your team. You can't make that extra stop for the boys. Like that's gotta be infuriating if you are, you know, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie. Like if you're a member of the Maple Leafs that is not a goaltender, that's gotta be so frustrating to be out there, have that comeback, but ultimately lose because you just you couldn't make that one save. Oh, of course. I mean it, it it takes the it takes the air out of your sails, right? Like, I, I even in that overtime, the Leafs had some good chances. What like even though Merzlikens was god awful in the third period, although the team, Columbus Blue Jacks and the whole team were terrible, he made the big saves in overtime to give his team a yeah. chance to win it. Like clear yeah. breakaways, two on well, two on ones that. Then, couple couple that missed the net, obviously, yeah. but like there was that one stop on Willie on the break. Like that was a good stop. I, I Matthews had a good chance. I thought he was going to score there, and then I thought so too. Didn't and happen, and it didn't happen. And I, and then you I know, also go uh, ahead. Well, uh, it's, it's 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 infuriating when they get those chances, and yeah, the one chance on net. The, you like yeah, it was a good shot, but at the same time, like, come on, you the whole game, yeah, third period he made some key saves, but his team also had to score five goals. Well, and also like lots of space out there for for Johnson to to rip the puck, and um, not that I want to you know make it a bashing fest, but like why Domi was still out on the ice at that point makes no sense to me. If you like rewind that, he was going to the bench. And then out of nowhere decided, oh, no, I'm going to get back into the play. And then, you know, the Leafs end up turning the puck over. And then he's got to go back and defend. It's like, dude, you were going to the bench. Should have stayed there, man. And it was him who, you know, kind of switched off his man. And then Johnson ends up free and alone and gets a shot off. Like, you know, it's just a, a bad play by Domi. Bad read. There is no team in the NHL worse at lineup, like line changes than this Toronto Maple Leafs team. I'm starting to believe it, man. I'm starting to believe it. Like, yeah, you could you know, look at the league high and too many man penalties and then overtime losses have been because of bad changes. 
just continue to add to it. Good job. Yeah. Lots of reasons like that. Like I, I can't remember who it was who was about to go on, but he did step onto the ice. Like Domi got to the bench. Like go back and watch that play. Domi got to the bench and then decided, oh no, there may be an offensive chance here. Decided to reverse and go the other way. And then the guy who stepped on again, I can't remember who exactly who it was, had to jump right back off. Like that that's that in other games they've been caught that way, obviously, where dudes jump on yeah, very fortunate it wasn't a penalty. Uh, well, it didn't matter. They went and got scored on, you know, 10 seconds later. So maybe a penalty would have been better. But and uh, Neil Lander in a tough spot because Neil Lander is initially defending Johnson. But then, I mean, smart play by the Columbus player to kind of like do like a, a pick with yeah, a little pick, little rub, you know, and it opened up some space for Johnson for sure. You know, that's just high Q hockey. And look, that was a great, great. Great shot. And Johnson actually had a really good game. I'm, I'm happy to see First this young kid. Points in an NHL game. Well, he's somebody who they had high hopes for, and then he ended up getting sent down to the minors this year. Had a healthy scratch early in the year and then sent down to the minors. So he gets called up, and, and he's been playing a lot better since he's returned to the team. And obviously a three-point night tonight. He was a big part of the reason why Columbus – Ends uh, ends up with two points and why Toronto only gets one. But it goes. I, I want to bring it back to the original conversation here, Dave. After this whole discussion, are you satisfied with the fact that Toronto was able to get at least a point out of tonight, or are you still kind of rattled that Toronto put themselves in the position where they score five on home ice and don't end up with two points? Like you can look at it both ways. Which way would you prefer? You were down five nothing to the Columbus Blue Jackets after right. just beat the New York Rangers seven to three. Like we we're talking about them trying to get back into the Atlantic, like in the race for the Atlantic Division. They're they're still within four points of Boston. Good, but if you're gonna have any shot of getting past Boston, three now. It's a three Boston one unless well they got a point tonight. Unless no, Boston got a point. As uh, well. they, they, no, this is updated with the with the OT loss. Okay, and you you want to get yourself into that conversation? You have to have some measure of consistency. They're five one and four in their last ten games. Four. That's four potential points you have left off the board. That's the difference that's- between. Third and fourth in the division, or third and first in the division right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, actually, they're second because Tech Florida has more games played. But anyway, they, they leading could, and not leading. They could easily be tied for, for like, tie, actually, they would be leading in the division. Yeah. This, or, or, or tied. It's, it's well, it is. For, I, that's what makes me frustrated. This team has the potential to go on. You know, a run where they can win so many games in a row, but they're they're squandering it. That's why I found the the discourse online hilarious. Like you've got one half of the of the the fan base that's like, "Well, they stole a point there. Got to be happy with the points." Like only getting one point against Columbus is nothing to be happy about. I mean, I guess if you ask me, you know, after the third period, where it's like. All right, if if you're going into a third period down five nothing and you get a point, would you be happy? Yeah, I guess. But grand scheme of things, you know, losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team that 
like barely can score goals uh, is is not something you want to be doing on home ice at that. Um, so not not a great game for the Maple Leafs. There was an injury in tonight's game as well. Someone uh, for Toronto who could be out long term will tell you who that is. Update that. And there's some comments that are coming out from the Maple Leafs post game as well that we'll get to on the other side. And we got another game coming up this weekend. Big time game. Penguins in town. You got Sid versus Austin. Yeah, Kyle Dubas returning to Toronto. So we'll preview that game in a little bit as well. But first, I do want to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. And it's our good pals over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. And with the Game Time guarantee, it means that you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference and game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use a code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase could come in handy. You got the holidays around this around the corner. Potentially you want to get 20 bucks off some tickets or an event game time can help you out there. Terms apply again, creating a code, re- create an account, Redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off game time. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back into the locked on Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. Nearly chewed my tongue off on that ad read there. Not my finest, Dave. Not my finest one. I've been doing a lot of talking today. I, I, I did three hours of OD. I had a podcast earlier today as well. And here we are doing this post-game show late on a Thursday after the Leafs uh, completely um, did what seemed like an impossible feat, came back from 5 nothing in the third period, only to, in the leafiest fashion of all time, lose the game 6-5 and pick up a pity point uh, in the game. Uh, as we like to do here after every single loss, we like to do the good the bad and the ugly. But first, uh, there are a couple things from this game that I think we should note before we move on to it. Um, Ryan Reeves did leave the game with an injury. And according to Sheldon Keefe, he'll be out a while. Um, did you see like what, what the injury was? He kind of just, it was definitely a foot injury. Yeah. He was hobbling. Obviously you saw him walking back to the tunnel needed help. I mean, hell, like, like for a second there, the trainers got him off. Yeah, he's holding him. It was like one of those like cartoon moments where it's like, guys, I'm falling, I'm falling, and he falls. <laughs> Help me, uh, guys! Foot still. I, I, it, it, I don't. I, I never like to speculate, but that looks like a broken foot to me. Yeah, and and if it is, you know, that's that's you know six ish weeks. I think a broken foot typically is six to eight weeks. Uh, is is a typical timeline there. Um, so I mean, yeah, Ryan Reeves could be out of the lineup for quite some time. There's a joke to be made there. I will not make it, but by making that comment, I think you catch my drift. 
if you know what I mean. Uh, but in all seriousness, like hopefully it's it's nothing too serious and uh, a speedy-ish recovery for, for, for Ryan Reeves. A um, couple comments that are coming out of the post game that I find intriguing, Dave. Um, apparently, the decision to keep Samsonov in net, according to Sheldon Keefe, was made by uh, the goaltending coach, Curtis Sanford. What do you make of that? I think, well, I mean, Sheldon Keefe always goes to a coach and says, should we pull him? He doesn't just decide yeah. to pull him. He kind of looks at the coach and says, should we pull him? Yeah, he stinks. Get him out of there. But I, I think I think Stanford understands, I mean, obviously he understands better than everyone, A, what mentally Samsonov is going through. And B, I think he's just like, it's better well, for him as better for him to work through it. Right? Maybe. I, maybe. But that's a, would, that's a that's a that's a I mean if if Keith was thinking of pulling him. That must have been one hell of a sales pitch by by Sanford to say, no, keep him in there. Like, well, yeah, he apparently he was adamant was uh, the word I believe Keith yeah. used at keeping Samson off in the game. Um, however, like ultimately he cost them the game. You know, he was in net for all six and was in net for the overtime winner as well. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know how how I feel about that. The only thing is I can think of is is maybe Sanford's like you know this one's done let's let's not waste Martin Jones who just played the last game and maybe they plan on playing him in Pittsburgh so they're like let's not get him into three games in a row uh, let's see if Sammy can work work it uh, work out of it but then he was made unavailable to media after the game too so it's like he was in a bad spot mentally regardless after the game so. I don't know, keeping him in there and taking the loss and taking, you know, the tongue lashing that he's now getting on our show and, and many of the, the Leaf shows that are going to be out there tonight, tomorrow, uh, and on the television and whatnot, where people are going to be talking about this and whether or not that was the right decision. And the fact that he gave up that overtime goal after the team had come back, like maybe Martin Jones doesn't allow that goal. You know what I mean? So it, it, by keeping him in there, it keeps the conversation alive here. Uh, and that's where it's like, he already has people talking about him. Um, don't need to add more to his plate. You know what I mean? No, no, that's fair. And I'm like, I don't mind. I understand like people want to hear from Samson off after the game, but I also like, I can already guess what he's going to say, which is I didn't play well. And yeah. I wish I played better. Like right. that's what you're going to get out of him in the post game. Yeah, it's 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 not even like I'm sure the writers down there don't care that no. they talk to him. Like they probably weren't going to use a quote, and if they did, it's going to be a very vanilla quote. Like, oh, I played like crap, or I got to be better, and you know, like the, the cliches that you get from goalies after poor performances. Um, so it, it is what it is, though. I, I'd be curious to see. Who they roll with uh, next up when they take on Pittsburgh? We'll we'll get to that in a in a minute here. So hold that answer because we will. I will ask you that question. Uh, another comment that I do want to have a quick discussion on because I threw it out on Twitter that I I wasn't or X sorry X 
I wasn't a big fan of this comment. So apparently, um, somebody had asked William Nylander, like, what was the message in the room coming out of the second period, right? Down 5 nothing. What could you possibly tell yourself that motivated the team to, to roar all the way back and, and take this thing to overtime? And apparently the, the, the message in the room was, hey, we know we could score five goals. Let's go out there. Let's do it. And to their credit, they did go out there and they did do it. Um, I don't know if that's a mentality that I like. No, I'll be good. Well, okay. So yes, you can go on. You hate five it. Goals. Why do you hate it, Dave? Because like I know my reasoning and, and I got blasted online. Like, go look at my mentions right now. I'm getting so much hate from people. Like, oh, what do you want him to say? We think we're gonna lose and fold up shop. Like, no, that's not what I want him to say either. But for me, it's a mentality thing. It's not necessarily what he said. It's the fact that the mentality is, hey, we can give up five goals and that doesn't matter because we feel like we can overcome any type of deficit. And I just don't think that's a good mentality to have. They should not really, you know, like to me, that almost seems like they're complacent with giving up goals because they know deep down at some point they're just going to get locked in and then they're going to come back and, and tie the game. Right? We've seen this time and time again where this team gets off to a slow start. They come back, they roar back, and then sometimes they win, sometimes they lose in, in extra time. Um, tonight they lost. But for that to be your mentality that's, hey, man, if we're losing, we can always come back, you know, maybe that means that they're not that afraid of be, of trailing. And, and I think they should be. They should never want to be trailing. I don't know. I, I For me, it's like a passive um thought process here i had a, to- a whole rant planned for if they lost this game i think it's still somewhat is justified well they did lose. the idea that you go up against the columbus blue jackets and think it's okay to be losing to them five nothing on your home ice well i don't think anyone thinks it's okay but yeah they but but i i mean whether they think it's okay or not but they think it's okay that they can come they're back. They're not worried. They're not worried about yeah. it. Like they're 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 like we can we can well we can go out and score five goals. Go go and score five goals. That's not the issue here. Yeah. Why issue- do you gotta wait until you're down five to score five? Yeah. Are you guys satisfied with having to constantly come back in overtime? Play and play extra hockey here. Like oh sure the fans are getting a kick out of you know extra hockey here. But at the end of the year all those overtime games, they're going to be taxing on this team, right? They always talk about teams who go deep in the playoffs, how the next year it's like, ah, you know what? They played a lot of hockey. It might be getting to them. That's, like, this Leafs team, is, it's, the, it's not the first time we have seen this team, as we've constantly said, played down to their competition. And if their mentality is like, we can go and score five goals on this team easily, Okay, but what if you don't? It's never a given you're going to go out and score five goals in one period. Because guess what? It doesn't happen very often. It's like it, teams don't just go out and score five goals in a period. And to th- yeah, it's nice they have the mentality to think they can do it. But it's also the wrong mentality to say that that's a reason why. Like, I wouldn't even say it's justified, but the mentality of like, they go into a game and they're okay with being down five nothing, you know, coming out and saying we can get five goals. Now they're not happy that they have to score five goals in a period, but 
Some people are like, oh, it's confidence. They're confident that they can do it. Well, they shouldn't have to do it in the first place. Well, yeah, like it, it's uh, I mean, when when it's it's hard to, I think they're trying to avoid the skies falling sort of narrative constantly, right? Like, oh, it's like such so, so bad that we have to score. We scored five goals in a period. Like they're trying wow. to get rid of that double take there, right? Sure, but I don't know. Like for me, it, it boils down to like if your mentality, even passively, is being down five nothing is nothing to us because we can come back and, and we can score five goals. We know we can score five goals. I just don't think that's a good mentality to have. Like I, I think you should be better as you know the, the 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 hunted as opposed to the hunter. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where where I sit on this, but. And it's look, tough it's, to argue. Don't get me wrong. Like, sure, if you're if you are down five goals, yeah, it's good that you have that mentality. Like, okay, well, you have that confidence. Well, we can still come back. But the point I I I want to stress is, you know, the fact that this team has the reason why they have that confidence because look, they've been here before. Like, they've had to come back and win so many games this year already. This game was also eerily similar to remember game four in the bubble against the Columbus Blue Jackets where they were down like three, nothing at one point with like five minutes to go against this team. And then all of a sudden they get going, they tie the game and they bring it back. And I think they ended up winning in overtime. Um, And and again, that was just a a late game comeback. Uh, And it's just, it's great when they can finish it off, but It'd be nice for you to just, you know, score five goals without having to be motivated by having five scored on you first. Yeah, like they're down. I remember that game. They were down three nothing, and then they started acting like they wanted to play hockey. And then they yeah. they scored the three goals to tie it. Matthew scores the overtime winner. But it's like, yes, you're happy in the moment that you did it. But take some lessons for why you were in that position in the first place. And, and look, that was how many years ago? That was yeah. three years ago. And this team hasn't shown the maturity to say, we don't want to keep putting ourselves in these positions because guess what? You can also go down 3 nothing against the Columbus Blue Jackets and lose the game. Oh, right. You did do that because you got eliminated from the bubble because you thought, again, yeah, you probably had that same sort of mentality where we were down 3 nothing, but we can come back and win. But guess what? It doesn't always work that way. I think maybe the point that that we both believe here is it's not, you know, we know we can score five goals. The fact that they can score five goals and they have confidence isn't the problem. That's not the issue, but it's when you have that thought, have that thought in the first period, have that thought right away. We could score five goals and make it five, nothing after the first period. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're going to cakewalk to victory, but to sit there and be down five and then be like, Hey, it's all good. We're going to come back, man. Like we, we could score five goals. No problem on these guys. It's like, well, then why didn't you do that um, puck drop? Why you got to wait 40 minutes to get going? That's what bothers me about uh, about those those comments. But I know that I, that that there's not a lot of people that share that sentiment, apparently, because, again, like I said, my mentions are getting roasted right now. Um, It'll be the people no, defending this team if they have a similar issue in the playoffs again. Don't come around in the playoffs if they have a similar issue where they go down in a game, have to try to come back, and they fail to come back. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want the comeback mentality. You want you want that killer instinct where yes. you know you you jump out to that five nothing lead and then put a team away. 
You know, you don't want to always be coming back and exuding that much uh, energy. But anyway, I think that's enough of that talk for now. Uh, let's let's skip the good, the bad, the ugly, because I do want to get into this Leafs-Pittsburgh uh, game coming up this weekend. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, tee up the game uh, with Dubas back in town, taking on the Maple Leafs. Uh, Sid's going to be in town, Gino, the whole gang. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just one moment. But first, I do want to tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and it's our pals over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NHL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, the official sport, uh, partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On at Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. Uh, we do have new shows coming out each weekday, Monday through Friday. You can get uh, the audio versions wherever you get your podcast from and also video version up on YouTube as well. Uh, and if you haven't yet, please subscribe uh, so you can get those episodes delivered directly to you as soon as they are uh, put out. Um, Dave, mm, they're going to have to definitely uh, show up in the first period against this Pittsburgh team. I would not recommend letting uh, letting them go up 5 nothing after 2 and thinking, eh, we can score 5, we can come back. I don't know if that's going to be a good recipe for success against uh, Sidney Crosby and gang saturday night against the pittsburgh penguins look this pittsburgh penguins team is a veteran team mm -hmm. they know what exact how what this game will mean to kyle dubas yep money on the money on the board buddy lots yeah. of money will be on the board i understand the pittsburgh penguins have been brutal this year like they have not been very good but they're also in a position where again they're a veteran team. They know what the situation. They beat Toronto the last time they played them, right? So for the Leafs, this is a team you have to show up against because they, they make they take advantage of mistakes, same as a lot of other teams have done against Leafs. But yeah, like I I I I shiver at what would happen if the Leafs have continue to kind of go on this we're trailing and have to come back. I think like the New York game, the game against the Rangers was one of the few games where they went out to a lead and held on to the lead. Well, they almost gave it away. They were up what four one and then blink and it was four three. Mm -hmm. And then the third period they locked it down, had a you know scored a couple more. Yeah. But like how many games have they had to again usher a comeback? I think I I can see the only other game was against the Predators. Ooh. Yeah, literally. I, I was going to say that. Like, there, there's a reason why all of these games, like, when they're winning, they're winning in extra time, whether yeah. it's shootout or overtime, because they're either mounting a comeback or they are um, blowing a lead. Yeah. One of those two things are typically happening uh, with this Maple Leafs team. Yeah. And, and like, it's a tough stretch here. Let's not forget you're shorthanded on the blue line, you don't have your number one goalie. Your number two goalie has been having very okay. strong performances. Like the only good performance he had was against Nashville, who weren't playing very well. 
There's a I, flu bug. There's a flu bug that's going around. Like guys out again tonight. Now you got Ryan Reeves down. So you like can Matthew United play the next game? What's going on with the lineup there? I know Timothy Lilligren is close. Yeah. But yeah. But still not ready to play yet. Like <laughs> there's a lot of things. Like the Leafs have had to deal with a lot these last few weeks. I think, yeah. They're 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 constantly on the commendus for because I think Ellie Freeman said on 32 Thoughts, like he talked to some of the players and he's like, Well, no one's talking about how we're down three regular defensemen and we're still finding a way to win games. That's good, but you're also not missing your top scorers. You're not missing your top forwards, like the guys who are being paid a lot of money. So there's that too. You should be winning those games. You should be winning games. But yeah, this Pittsburgh team has like They've been dreadful. Like, I don't know if you've watched a lot of their games. No. They have been like I watched the game against the Habs. Took 12 rounds in the shootout to beat Montreal. Not good. Not no. good. Not good. And like Sid had three points in that game, too. Oh, he was incredible. Like he two, two of their goals came on the power play. Two of the three. Finally. <laughs> yeah. That's cook it again. But yeah, I mean, look, Pittsburgh, they're not playing as well as maybe they thought they would, um, but it's still a team that you're never going to take lightly. Like, Toronto can't look at that squad and look at them and say, oh, this isn't a playoff team because they're technically outside of a playoff spot. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's Sidney Crosby, it's Geno Malkin, it's Chris Letang. I already hockey playing Canada in Toronto. Yes, absolutely. They added Eric Carlson this offseason. You've got Nola Chari making his return to Toronto. Um, and then obviously the, the big one, like Kyle Dubas going to have money on the board in uh, in this game for sure. Um, so you've got to bounce back if you're Toronto. There, there's no way you can go out there and play like crap for the first 40 minutes of the game, find yourself trailing, and expect to come back and win. And it's not even like they played like they all played like crap tonight. Like there were some good performances and, you know, in terms of the expectation, expected goals, like Toronto doubled Columbus actually at five on five, funny enough. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to have to still have a pretty good effort here against Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I'm curious though, like who, who, who do you think starts in goal here? Jones or Samson off? I think you're going to go with Jones. Just because, like, you gave Samson off a chance in overtime, as you said, and he didn't win it. It wouldn't surprise me if they went back to Samsonov just because they – but it, it's it's almost like – How many more opportunities do you think he gets this year before the Leafs kind of move on? Like, he has not been able to string together two, three quality games in a row here. Just hasn't been able to. It's like he finally has a good game against Nashville, and then he follows it up with a couple stinkers. It's he's he, he's been incapable of getting on a run here, and that's that inconsistency in net is not something that Toronto wants to stomach right now. I don't think. No, I don't think so. And you know, frankly, he's playing for he's playing for a job next year. You would think he would have a little more urgency in a contract year like last year to prove right there's like something for him to prove and he yeah. hasn't proven it and like yeah the t has the team played amazing in front of him no but they haven't played bad 
like they've played worse in front of Joseph Wall, and Joseph Wall has found ways to keep them in games and win games. Yep, that's for sure. Let me look it up on Money Puck because I'm pretty sure, like, when you look at goals saved above uh, expected, like Joseph Wall's got great numbers, especially when you look at like per 60 type games. Um, he's got terrific numbers. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, where's Joseph wall. So he's got, he's averaging half a goal saved per game, Joseph wall. Uh, so that's, it's pretty solid for Joseph wall. When you look at, uh, the other guy, you look at Ilya Samsonov, he's giving up three, uh, 0.376 goals per 60. Um, which is the 14th worst in the NHL. Not great. Not great. No, and and that's it's unacceptable when you consider there were some people who didn't like how the Leafs handled the contract situation. Mm-hmm. I heard people, and I'm just like, one year doesn't prove anything for a goaltender. No, it's- Jack Jack Campbell should tell you that. <laughs> um, I just really quickly like tonight. You look at Columbus. 3.83 expected goals for tonight. They scored six. So yeah. that's, you know, 2.13 goals allowed above expected for uh, for Samsonov tonight. You make those two stops. Well, guess what? Instead of losing 6-5, you win 5-4. So <laughs> that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at when it comes to this team. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of... Like, I think you give him one more go. I really, really do. I think you give him one more go. Yeah. You let him play this game in, in Pittsburgh. It's and then if that, yeah, like get a bounce back. If it doesn't work and he implodes again, um, then you run with Jones for a little bit. Give him a couple of games to see if he can get going. But I think Samsonov, like you, you got to get him back in, in net there. Uh, I don't want him having this game linger in his mind for yeah. a couple of games so or a couple of days so I, I i feel like i'd put him back out there that might not be the popular move um but like if they do look at samsonov and they're like hey we still think he can be like a 1a 1b goalie for us this year they gotta get his mind right and and you know not playing him in games isn't necessarily going to help like he took weeks off two and a half, three weeks off in between his starts when Joseph Wall was rolling and rocking and, um, you know, starting every game. And he came back and had one great start and then meh, followed up with a couple stinkers. So it's not even like the time off is helping him either. So, yeah, I, I think you, you, get, you, you get to a point where you can only do so much for him that he has to start doing it for himself. Yeah, and even too, like, I wonder if, and again, I don't know what it's like in that locker room right now or what it's like for Samsonov, but, like, if, you, if you're if you a player in that locker room and you see hit this guy really hanging his head low, you know, would you go up to Keith and, and say, like, hey, put this guy back in on Saturday. We, we want to play for him. We let him down. Um, you know, we, we gave up a couple early, a couple bad turnovers, you know, couple bad bounces uh we want to play for this guy like uh, maybe that happens and and that's how we end up with samson and goal i'm not sure 
We'll uh, we'll see what happens there. You brought up Timothy Lilligren. There was an update uh, today. He was skating uh, in the morning skate. Um, I'm assuming, I believe they're going to practice tomorrow. I assume he'll be at practice. The word was he's not quite ready conditioning-wise, which is why he didn't play tonight. But I don't believe he was completely ruled out for Saturday. He, Sheldon Keith says Lilligren is close to returning and it's just about getting his conditioning up. Yeah, so it's not know. a matter of his actual injury, because right? You know, he just hasn't been skating. Yes, the injury's yes. not healed, but it's a matter of the guy hasn't skated in a really long time. Right. And so what I'm what I'm saying is like he wasn't good to go today, but could potentially be good to go Saturday, yeah. which would be a, a boost for this team, um, for sure. You know, to, needs, to get this guy back in the lineup. Needs a full practice or two. So tomorrow, tomorrow will be the full practice. Yeah, so if he looks really good in practice, they could say, hey, talk to the doctors. If he re- if everything's good to go, he could play. I yeah. kind of think it's definitely needed. So who comes out, though? Like LeJoie. I think LeJoie played. Or did he play tonight? It would be no, like no, he played tonight. It's either going to be Lagasin or, or Benoit. I think it, I think it should be Benoit because I think Lagasin's actually played very well. He he got beat a couple times tonight. But if you put him in a bottom, if you put him on the third pairing, as opposed to the second pairing, Timmons. Yeah, you can make it a case for Timmons as well. Like if you keep both those guys on the left and you take Timmons out of the lineup, I don't know. Yeah, or they could go with eleven and seven if Reeves is out. They could do that. Could go eleven and seven. That actually feels like it might be the play. Because then you Mike don't have play. to play Lily Grand for, yeah. for around a minute. You can kind of work his, him back in a little slower. So the conditioning isn't as big a problem. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I could see that being the case um, potentially tonight. Although if Nyes is back in, I guess that kind of gives you your 12 forward. But it does. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. It's Keith's lineup card, not ours, pal. We do not need to make those decisions. Uh, we just get to uh, to pick on him for the the wrong ones that he makes, and we we give him credit when he makes good moves for sure. We do. All right, but that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leaves podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leaves content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore. More Sudi and follow the show as well at Locked On Leaves. Go ahead, uh, leave a like and a comment if you're watching here on YouTube. That'd be greatly appreciated. And we'll be back with another episode for y'all on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leaves.